is enough, and it's time for a change. I told you. Told us. I acting told all of you. None of you wanted to listen to me. Oh, all of you. All of you fans out there. All of you sports talk pundits, New York City specifically. Did Brian all Cashman listen to you after you yelled at him? You think I give a damn? Let me tell you something. I did that for you Yankee fans. You know what he did in response? He ends up getting a couple of pieces that they need, including a starter. Okay. It wasn't the starter you that you actually need. Montas is going to get blown the hell up well, in the AL East, but well, we at least he tried. Yet. At least there was some form of effort. <laughs> but no, I can't be happy. I can't be happy that Steinbrenner did anything. Do you know why? I'll tell you why. I said in that rant. Yes. That I have some things to the say to say to the boys in Queens. What could you possibly have to say to them that Uncle Uncle Stevie didn't 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 satisfy the Met fan base? By the way, this is happy? by the way, this is downtown sports on the mouth of the south. That's the beast of the east, Jonathan Pariente. Downtown sports. We are where sports come home. Yeah, just did all that intro stuff that we had to do. Anyway, what have the Mets done? In the uh, trade market, remember, uh, I remember Big Daddy Cohen was supposed to not care about he'll do whatever it takes to get any player. Oh, except trade any of the farm to get anybody good. He hasn't given up the prospects. Look, the Mets went out there. That's great. You got Daniel Vogel back. That's a good addition. Nice big dude. Six foot, big blocky guy. And, you know, the Mets are undefeated since he's been in the lineup. Yeah, that's great. The Mets are undefeated since Frank Vogel's been in the lineup. We Vogel needed back. another Vogel damn. Back. We you got Tyler a- Naquin. That's a, another nice piece. Good outfielder. A decent hitter. You know, someone that could stable. The Mets don't need home runs to win. They rely on their good contact and two-out hitting. That's been their whole... So you mean a guy year. like Andrew Benatendi that could have uh, you know, been a Met? You know, he really doesn't even help the Yankees out all that much. Oh, he gives the Yankees. He gives the Yankees. That's why I said next. To, by the way, that's why I said next to nothing in the Cashman rant. In the Cashman rant, folks. Um, everybody thinks that Andrew Benatendi was this big pickup. No, the pickup you needed was Luis Castillo, and now he's, he's a Mariners. Mariner. Enjoy getting eliminated in the first round. If the Mariners even Enjoy make it. it into the playoffs, that oh, is. Oh, but they will. Oh, but they will. Uh, Not only you, will they make it, they'll actually start to challenge the Astros you the now. Jay- you got the Blue Jays in there. You might have the you have the Rays you have to deal with down there. You think you think the Mariners are going to be able to get through that gauntlet? Yes. And get to the Yankees. Yes. Even with the their lineup right now has no Julio Rodriguez, has no Hanager. They're down about three of their big hitters right now, and they're it hitting. Does it matter when you literally pick up Ace one? A on the trade market for now that I saw what it was next to nothing. It cost the Mariners quite a few prospects. Are you kidding me? You didn't have the Mariners didn't have to give up one player on their major league. The Yankees would have had to give up Volpe for Castillo. I even found that out myself. It would have cost Volpe if the Yanks were going to get Castillo. They know what? They were not giving Volpe up. That's worth it. That's worth it. If they wanted Volpe, I would have given up Waldachuk to get Montas. They gave up Waldachuk, their best prospect. Yeah, so they wanted Volpe, and they didn't want your best prospect. You could have made both those moves. Got Montas and Buck. 
sorry about the bleep. And Castillo in here. I couldn't say. You could have gotten both. So if you're telling me that all they wanted was Volpe. And a couple of other would cost a few other pieces along. Yes, but Volpe, if they but... wanted Volpe and that was the big piece they wanted. Yankees would have, you said, oh, Yankees should make that trade. In a yes, heartbeat, they right? should. They should. You're um, trying to win a World Series now with a aged core. They're not baby bombers. They're the geriatric bombers now. Well, most of those baby Aaron bombers Judge are Judge is going to leave the team this season. By all accounts, do you think Aaron Judge is really resigning as a New York Yankee? I no. certainly hope he does. I well, now you so. now he had better because Juan Soto was off in San Diego. Well, did you see what San so Diego you let Juan gave up Soto for him? go? You let Castillo go. Your big pickup was Benatendi, but you can't really hate on a team that's eleven and a half games in front. And I get that. But they won't remain that way. They won't remain that way. Severino, gone. Till probably September, for the season. Yeah. But this is, isn't this always what happens with Severino? He gets hurt for like a month and a half. They try to rush him back for the postseason. He plays in whatever postseason series, instantly gives up five runs. Well, now this should show you why getting Montas was so big right now. But but Montas came from a crappy division and a crappy like. Okay, he uh, came from a bad A's team that had no offense around him and couldn't score. Otherwise, Montas has been pretty damn good. And you need a good guy to drop the sinker down, a guy with good control of his pitches. You need somebody to replace Severino in that rotation. There's your replacement. There is your replacement. Montas is that replacement. You're considering Montas a replacement for a guy of Severino's talents. Like, look. Severino is talented as hell. I don't like how often injured he is, but he's talented as hell. If anything, put Severino in the bullpen. Put Sevy in the pen. He'll be much better there. A couple innings there. If he even comes back, they just moved him to the 60-day disabled list. He'll be back by September. He'll be back by at least September. How would how, how does that work if you just moved them onto the 60 day disabled list yesterday? Still, the month of August at, goes by. The month of September goes by. 60 days that puts him at maybe September tra- 26th. He was, well, he was transferred to the remember he was transferred to the 60 day IL when he was already on the 10 day IL. So you oh, could factor in those middle. Okay, I'm sorry. September March. 17th. Sometime middle September. So least. now your second best pitcher, you're he's gonna be out an injury. And then he's going to come back in the middle of September if everything goes according to plan. Well, when he comes back, you're not going to probably throw him into the rotation. There might not be any time. You have to at least use him out of the pen for maybe one or two innings. The Yankees won't do that. Aaron Boone will not do that. Well, Brian Cashman will not do that. Their notebook doesn't allow for little subsections like this. Well, sometimes you have to think, uh, what's the term? And uh, a lot of uh, a lot of good managers do this. Uh, Thinking outside the box, right? You know, we 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 have to sometimes uh, maneuver what they we are have thinking outside the box. They're thinking inside the inside the computer. Do you remember? They're, 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 they're out of the box and they're in the uh, and they're in the um, the cloud. You know what they happened? Have to get their head out of the cloud. Do you know what happened 16 years ago to a baseball team that did so badly in the regular season? Had one of the worst records going in. Was playing horrible down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And they went on to win the World Series. And you know what happened? You know what you know that team was? The Cardinals. Tony LaRusa had to completely revamp his bullpen, put Jeff Weaver in the pen. He had to put uh Wainwright was not a starter yet. He was he made Wainwright the closer. He had to shuffle things around. And look what happened. 
Yeah. Cardinals went on to win the whole thing in 2006. I remember. Yes. Met Nation should definitely remember. remember. Yeah. I remember. Throws on that Wainwright curveball, Carlos Beltran. Yes, I know. Yeah. The Yadier Molina home run hurt me more than that, actually. Yeah, well, the Mets fans, uh, they, they, oh, everybody remembers the curveball that ended the series. It was honestly the bat of Molina that ended the series. It wasn't. Well, Billy Wagner didn't, shouldn't have served it up. At the end of the day, Billy Wagner shouldn't have served up that home run. You shouldn't have had Wagner in there when it was a tied game. Yeah, that's true. But we digress. Looking ahead now to the current situation of the trade deadline, which, by the way, at this time that we're on the air, is going to be over in about four and a half hours. Yeah, six o'clock. The trade deadline is over, and there's still moves to be made. Yeah, I know the Mets are not done, made, uh, and I know the Mets had, are not done. The Mets have to better. make another move. They had better. They had freaking better. <sighs> I've heard possibly JD Martinez. The Mets are looking at JD Martinez. Well, that's the last. That's the last. Uh, that's the last guy out there. Maybe David Robertson for the bullpen wouldn't hurt. He is that would out be there helpful. Too. Mets need. A, I, I'd say the Mets could use another arm in the bullpen at least. So could you. Yeah, well, the Yanks got F. Ross as well. They got Lou Trevino in that same trade with Montas to see if that might stabilize things a little bit. You know what, though? I, I yelled at Cashman. He listened to me. He made a move. He had to give up one of his top prospects to get Montas. Cost you, cost you, Chuck. That was a big and cost you J.P. Sears, a couple other your lower prospects. Yeah, you see, but that's what I meant. That's what I meant in that. But rant. you got Benintendi for literally nothing. That's great. But do you know what? You gave up your best prospect for a mid-level starter. And you could have given up only the guy that was second or third on your prospect list plus others. It also didn't help Castillo. that the Reds were probably fleecing the Yankees with re- with ridiculous, oh, we want maybe Volpe and Peraza, maybe one Waldachuk in there too. Yeah, huh? it, it, Castillo's worth it. Yeah, and then he's worth Castillo, it. Then you have Castillo for that portion of the season and then what happens when you have to uh, pay him the money next year? Then how much are you going to be willing to pay? You're him still today? going to have him for the next year until the next. Oh, you don't have to worry about Castillo's contract until the year from now, a year and a half from now. You wouldn't have to worry about Castillo's contract. You could sign into an extension in the offseason. Because then you have to worry about is Judge staying. Then you have to worry if Judge is going to stay. Then you have to lock up the other pieces. That are free agents, and, and you, you know, for the for bargain for your bar, for the now bargain basement Yankees, it's a little too much for them, isn't it? You know, signing Castillo to, can't sign Castillo to a long deal, can't sign because Aaron now Dove. baseball teams are very protective of their top end prospects that they, they think are the going to succeed. The prospects, the prospects. Well, well the, Lord, the prospects. Well, tell me, do the Mets want to give up any of their prospects that they keep talking about? You know, uh, CV doesn't want to get rid of some of my. Can big I? Can I just? Say, their... Can I just say this as a Mets fan? Please. I'm trying to save you Yankee fans from a lot of trouble. And you and did. The you, Yankees no, did make some moves. Listening. They answered your call. You, no, you asked them to make a move. They did. They did, but they should have made the move before. I, as a Met fan, have lived and died for a very long time on the idea of prospects. Prospects. We grew these guys in our farm system. Look at how great they are. Let's throw up the prospects and the prospects and they're the future. And no, we can't trade this prospect. My God, this player isn't as good as this prospect. I've never heard a more ridiculous statement in my life. This player isn't worth this prospect. So you're telling me that a major leaguer is worth less than a prospect. 
That's well, first off, that's that's just stupidity. Second off, since when have the Yankees been a team that solely relied on their farm system? The answer is never. How about back to the days of Gene Stick Michael when Jeter, Pettit, and all them guys came up from the minors and a lot of them were traded for though. You have to understand a lot of those guys were traded for at the end of their minor league careers. The Yankees made a lot of good moves by trading aged stars to get a bunch of prospects, which then they brought up. And to be honest, they got lucky with Pettit and Jeter to go along with Paul O'Neill and Bernie Williams. Lucky. Yeah, that too. But they got lucky to get these players because I believe Jeter didn't grow up in the Yankee organization. We traded for him as a prospect. Same thing with Pettit. We traded for him as a prospect. A lot of people forget these things. And a lot of people think, I don't remember. Mouth knows. Oh, mouth remembers. Here's the other thing I remember. I remember a Yankee team that would go out and get whatever player they freaking needed. Yeah, didn't matter what the cost to the farm system. Didn't matter whatever. They could probably go buy players for a farm system. They really could. That was when you had Uncle George in charge. That was when George Steinbrenner knew was not afraid to spend the money. He wasn't afraid to outdo his competition. He wasn't afraid to say, we need to win. I don't like subpar products. I don't like a crap team throwing out on the field every single day. And now the Yankees are run by his greedy, ungrateful children. In this case, just Hal. Well, no, the other one's there, too. Hank's, Hank's dead. Hank passed away. Sadly, oh, very young. About that. To, yeah. So, yeah, this is Hal. This is all Hal. Isn't his daughter? Well, you know, you know the Steinbrenner family is the rest of the Steinbrenner family. The ungrateful children. Be- uh, the ungrateful children. The ungrateful descendants of George, who got all of their money from George and the Yankees and now refuse to put it back into the team. Well, they weren't, they didn't grow up the way their dad grew up with a military type background and a proficiency of never wanting to lose a desire. And I know what you guys are going to say. I know what you guys are going to say. I hear it on the tips of your tongues already. But guys, the Yankees in first place. They are 10 games at birth. Weren't you like 16 games ahead about a week ago? Yeah, uh, don't you? Uh, is uh, why is no one else alarmed at the rate the Yankees' lead in the division is disappearing? Well, not that they're going to lose the division. Obviously, they're not going to lose the division. But the Yankees you don't benefit for them. They opened teams. up a big lead. They opened up a good. They opened up a nice lead early on, and even when they've had to struggle, the lead's big enough that hey, a couple losses here and there won't kill you. No, but you lost. No, but now you now in in terms of the standing. You've lost about what five or six games in the past couple of weeks. About yeah, not that Blue you've Jays. lost five or six literal games. You've lost games well, the, in the standing. The Blue Jays were on about yeah. The Blue Jays were on that seven game winning streak when we came out of the break, and the Yankees did have that terrible performance against Houston. I mean that was awful. Then losing that double header to the, then losing the two games to the Mets in the Subway Series that didn't help. Yeah, then the Yankees did beat the Orioles two out of three and. They did take that Royal Series three out of four, and hopefully they take the Mariners series that they're in right now. They took the first game last night. Oh, they had better. They had better win that Mariners series. They they're facing big... Castillo tomorrow. Castillo is who you face tomorrow. Yeah, and and when he and when he give when when he shuts you out for seven innings and only gives up four hits, like, are you going to be as happy as you as you are now with Montas? Well, it depends. What Every Seattle's time you see Castillo pitch, it's going to turn a Yankee fan's stomach 
because when Montas is going out there getting shelled for five runs in four innings, Castillo is going to be pitching almost perfect games. The only good and by the way, Seattle's ballpark is a pitcher's park. Well, the Yankees will go there. The Reds' ballpark was a bam box. So now park. you've taken one of the best pitchers in baseball, took him out of a stadium that literally, I believe, gives up almost as many runs as uh, Coors Field in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so high altitude there. And you there. put him in a stadium and a place where pitching is paramount. So Seattle got a pitcher that is slightly a fly ball pitcher in a pitcher's yeah. ballpark yeah. with Fair. deep outfield dimensions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <sighs> Seattle still has to get to the playoffs, which they haven't done in over 20 years until they, they prove to me. Until they prove to me, and they need to get their key pieces back. They need to get Julio Rodriguez back. He's out on the IL. They need to get Hanniger back. He's been out the whole year, pretty much. Without those bats in the lineup, Seattle doesn't have any firepower that scares anyone. Not and yet. Now, they need their pitching talk- to win. So we're talking about, like, and, and if you notice, we're really just talking about, like, you know, we're keeping the trade deadline stuff, but we're really going local. But yeah. I'm just going to I'm looking go at through- the wild card right now. Seattle's the number three wild card right now. Yes. And I'm barely a game ahead of the guardians. The guardians are right behind Seattle. They could easily pass Seattle at this. Well, the, guard, well the, 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 the AL central teams are starting to play a little better. Yeah, um, the White Sox are not far. We have, I see four teams right here that are three games at least or below out of the third wild card spot. The Orioles are not far out of the wild card spot. The I Orioles. Bring that up. Yeah. The Orioles are the two and a half. They're, two and a half they're not the bad. The AL East is a great division. I mean, Boston's three back, and the White Sox are three back. Let me get a, let me get us back on topic here. So yeah. I'm just going to go through a quick list of yeah. some of the biggest moves. Right? Yep. Yeah. Let's see. So Stolar starting July 22nd. Oh, my Mets get uh, Daniel Volkbach. By the way, they've been undefeated since he's been in the lineup. So who the hell am I to talk? Well, but you know, twelve home yeah. runs, two, but only a two twenty eight batting yeah, average. He doesn't really hit doesn't. Very good. No, he doesn't hit very good. He, his average is about yeah two hundred. Although he does hit righties, so that's fine. Yeah, that's uh, we can put him in against right handed pitching. That's fine. Tyler Naquin was another good addition. I, I like Naquin. He's proven. He's he's a proven hitter. He, he he can play good outfield, decent arm. Can give you some. Can give you some speed on the bases. Very solid hitter. Yeah, but the I'm Mets. But the Mets gave up Holderman. That was, yeah. right that, was to get, that was to get Vogel back. Yes, that's what it cost for Vogel back. Yeah, yes. it, 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 you see, this is the kind of crap that boggles my mind. You, you don't want to trade prospects, but you'll trade a 26-year-old right. have a pretty solid bullpen from what I have seen. You have Adovino, who's been pretty good. Oh, we got Michael Perez for a bag of baseballs. Uh, oh, look, he catcher, hits just yeah. like Joey Votto. Uh, backup catcher is what he is. That's all. Yeah, Mike he hits Perez. just like Joey Votto. So now um, on the 27th of July, the Yankees get Ben Attendee, as we just mentioned right. earlier. A couple of prospects there. For three prospects only. Only for three. There was Champlain, uh, Sekama, and Beck Way. Lower end prospects, yeah. A couple of lower end prospects, but that, not your big prospects. That's the key ingredient here. It yeah. did not cost you your big ones. Oh, yeah. Well, what, yeah. we'll get into what cost you your big prospects in a second, and you'll just be very mad that they even yeah. should have just given them to the Royals at that point. No. Uh, so Let's the Mets acquire Tyler Nanquin 
Play with Naquin. Okay. And uh, Philip Deal from the Reds. Oh, whoa. So great. We got Deals. players from the Reds, except the one yeah. I freaking wanted. Uh, Naquin is hitting uh, 246 with seven home Terrible. runs in 56 games. No, the key is in 56 games played. Um, another left-handed bat. Uh, they need left-handed hitting. Uh, well, you let go of Jankowski. That kind of was unfortunate. And the Mariners ended up getting Jankowski off waivers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Drew Smith, uh, you know, the guy who had a zero ERA uh, throughout most of the first half of the season. And then his ERA jumped to 3.2 in yeah, like the matter of two weeks. A little bit. He's well, a little he's bit. been placed on the uh, injured list. So we don't know how long it's got. I think he might be on the six. I think he might be heading towards the 60 day disabled well, list. Mets have to keep an eye on that. That's why the Mets. By the way, the Mets gave the up Jose Acuna and Hector Rodriguez for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, were those big. Big prospects Not you had to gigant, uh, Jose Acuna will. Mm. Well, I hope that that move good. Mm. Okay, cost you a little. You have to sometimes give up. Lot some of pitching there. prospect, yeah. So now we go up. Mariners get Luis yeah. Castillo from the Reds for four prospects, right? Yeah. Let's like see. Novelli Marte, Edwin Arroyo. Yeah. That's the Mariners' number one and couple number of three good prospects. Ones. Uh, good ones, along with right-hander Levy Stout, the number the Mariners' number five prospect, and an unranked pitcher Andrew Moore. But they got it done with nobody yeah. from the majors. Yeah, but look at the but, but look at what Not the Mariners gave up. One, Top prospects just to get one pitcher. You could have given them Gallo Hicks and two prospects. You could have gotten rid of. You could have gotten rid of Andujar if, if if you were the Yankees. That was a guy the Yankees have been trying to trade for the past couple of years. And yeah, you, Gallo being could you imagine if Andujar and Volpe got you Castillo? But no, Cashman don't want to do that. Cashman don't want to give up the top best pick. I'm he so would have been willing sick. to give up Peraza. He didn't want to give up Volpe. Peraza is not. He felt is not <sighs> as is not as good a player as Volpe. You still, but if you're gonna literally tell people that we don't want to give up this prospect. That's the prospect they're all going to want. I don't know. Sometimes that, to me, that, that just, that just, sometimes it's the moves you don't make. Maybe. Sometimes, you have to, sometimes it's those moves you don't make that can maybe. turn out to be the big one. July 30th. Uh, oh, Phillies uh, get involved. Uh, Edmundo Sosa goes from the Cardinals. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Move. I mean, Phillies are right there. Phillies are right there in that wild card picture. So I would not count them out. Not at all. In fact, the Phillies are the third wild card at this current point. And the Cardinals are just one there. game out. Cardinals are just a game there. back. Yeah, the Cardinals are breathing down their Look neck. Look at the uh, quietly, the Phillies have had a pretty good season. Yeah, They're just not as good firing, as the Mets or the Who would have thought firing Joe Braves. Girardi was going to change things? Who would July have 30th. Uh, oh, God, as if the Dodgers need more help. Uh, Chris Martin, they oh, get yeah, from the Cubs. Their pen. That's a big boost to their bullpen. <sighs> yeah, they had some pieces in the bullpen hurt. They went there and got Chris Martin. That's good. Nice addition. Next, uh, the Rays got David Peralta from the Diamondbacks for Christian yeah. Serta. Decent hitter. Peralta's a decent hitter. And you know what? He'll help kind of shore up the some of the young kids on the Rays. The Rays did have to dump Brett Phillips, though, as part of these moves. So that's going to be interesting who gets Brett Phillips because he really helped the Rays a lot in the playoffs the past year. So the Giants get Dixon Machado from mm. the Cubs for Reynal Spinal. Nothing crazy, but yeah. uh, Rays get Jeremy Walker from the Giants mm. for Ford Proctor. Royals got Anthony Mizuiz from Seattle for cash. That doesn't necessarily matter. He was good. Yeah. 
Yeah. We we're looking at the I want to look at the big the big teams that are in the playoff picture, right? Braves. Now. Yeah. From the Nationals, the they get Irier Danza for the Nationals for oh, Trey Harris. Okay. And they designate Cano for assignment. So he's Robinson back on Cano. the market. Robinson yeah. Cano. All right. Well, somebody will get Cano. I mean, obviously he wasn't he, really going to go anywhere. No, he wasn't. He was a Adrian's is okay. That, that. That's Adrian's is an okay addition. He he's a decent. He's he's a decent hit. Decent bat, good fielder. Rays get Garrett Clevenger from the, oh, Dodgers. the Dodgers. Yeah, he wasn't for that great. Herman Tapia. Well, Tampa has Clevenger's a two point seven nine ERA, twenty nine innings. He's okay. I mean, the Rays the Rays have a way though of of unlocking the best potential in pitchers. So if yeah. anybody can can make him good, it's gonna be the Rays, hundred percent. I agree with right. that. Uh, now, uh, Yankees. This is the other thing. Efres from the Cubs. Uh, Scott Efres was a very good piece. They gave up Hayden Wenske. All right, a couple of small pieces, but again, didn't have to give up a big prospect. And he was, their, he was, was your number seven prospect. Well. Yeah, but I mean, like, was he? We don't know really. 3.51 ERA. He was 24 years old, sinker ball pitcher. You're getting Efros, who's about 25. He's a rookie. You're getting a rookie in Efros, who's been pretty much just about that. It's 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 pretty even trade for me. Okay. I'm okay with this move. I'm okay with this. And now here is where we go crazy. The meat of the trades. The meat of this happened. And this, to me, is the most insane move I have ever seen. Not just for the fact that of the two teams involved, but the players that went. Mm -hmm. The Padres got a closer. Yes. Josh Josh Hader. So somehow the first place Brewers decide they're going to give up on the guy that got them to where they are today. He had been struggling all year. He was getting lit up. Of he wasn't his struggling ERA's, all his year. His ERA's over four. His ERA's over four. You were sitting there not but three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Judge, he did the bit good to base, but it's obvious. It's obvious. was. Maybe the league's figured him out. Maybe Josh Hader's been overused too much because half of your victories have been because Hader saved them for you. Uh, yeah. So then you go turn around and trade him when that doesn't make sense. I never that understand. That tells me first... how much I respect Brewers management. That tells me how much Mr. GM and the Braves and the Brewers knows what he's doing. In Stearns. Well, it also shows me that the Brewers never want to spend money, and this was a contract year for Hader, so they wanted to get everything they could for him. They don't care about titles. They care about bank books. And uh, you're getting Taylor Rogers me. to be your reliever. So Devin Williams is going to be your closer. I don't think Taylor Rogers is closing games. No. You're going to have to go to Devin Williams to do that now. That's going to be Devin Williams' job. Yep. And you're getting Taylor Rogers, who's very up and down as a reliever. I don't trust that move as far as I could throw it. Yeah, so like I said, the uh, Brewers management is full of poopy, and the Cardinals are going to take that division over if the Brewers keep on this line. So the Astros, of course, if they as if they don't need any more help, Trey Mancini, yeah, and uh, Jaden Murray, yeah, they Getting both come Baltimore. over from Tampa, another Baltimore. team, Baltimore. Well, and Mancini came from Baltimore, yeah, yeah, Mancini from Baltimore, uh. The Rays got Siri. Houston. Siri, that's good. That's good. Uh, Orioles acquire Seth Johnson. Tampa Bay gets uh, Chase McDermott. 
yeah, in a three-team three trade. Mm -hmm. So basically, they had to they had to get they had to do something about the Yuri Gurriel. Well, situation. yeah, Gurriel was hitting two hundred. That's why they made this move. Mancini can play yeah. first base. That's why. Yeah, you get no. I, and the last time we had Pat Creighton on, he told us exactly what he, uh, you know, thought of uh, Uriel and uh, said the Astros are giving him a chance. But come trade deadline, if he doesn't step it up, the Astros are going to get a replacement. Mancini, Mancini can play the outfield too. Mancini can also play outfield also. And, and like you said, Montas and Trevino from the A's for four prospects now. Let's see the four prospects they gave up, right? Well, the Yankees gave away Waldachuk. They gave away J.P. Sears. They gave away Bowman. I was very upset about I, – I really thought the Yankees were going to hold on to Sears. I, I can't believe they kind of gave him up like that. He was a, he was pitching well. I liked Sears. I really liked Sears. Waldachuk, he's been rising through the ranks of the Yankees' farm system and definitely the seemed like a, a good I will say about this trade is this. The Yankees did not give up any member of their top, uh, any member of their top three prospect yeah. list. They were willing to move Peraza. They were gonna. They wanted to move. They were willing to move Peraza at least. I would have said Peraza and Volpe would have gotten would have gotten you Castillo, and I think that was a better move. But at least you get two players for the price of one. Out of this, you get uh, Lou Trevino and uh, Montas. We'll see how that works. I hope Matt Blake can get. I hope Matt Blake can get Trevino right. He, if any of the two have been struggling, Trevino lost his I don't closers know. Blake, during see, the year. Blake seems to be able to get things yeah. going. And now in a, and now you put Trevino in a situation, you know, because they secretly and nobody realizes this. What were you going to do about what were you going to do about Aroldis Chapman? Well, you Aroldis needed Chapman, something. Aroldis Chapman right now is not in a closers role. He pitched the seventh inning of late. Suddenly Chapman's pitching like the old Chapman again, like the lights out Chapman when he was blowing people away. Chapman. Well, good. Excellent. The funny part now is now Clay Holmes has kind of inherited the Chapman syndrome where he's suddenly now all over the place with control. And suddenly he's been getting lit up a little bit. Of oh, so the Red Sox got Tommy Pham from the Reds. Yeah, it, it could help him. Pham is, Pham is not a bad addition. Tommy Pham Red is a good Sox piece acquire catcher Reese McGuire and player to be named later from the White Sox. They traded Jake Diekman in that trade as well. That cost yes. them Jake Diekman. That's a bit of a... That was the one player it cost them. It's okay. It's okay. They were willing to. They were talking about maybe even moving Avaldi at one point. He still could be moved, but Boston's right there in the wild. Astros acquire so. catcher Christian Vasquez from the, the Red Sox. Yep. And here's another scary part: Vasquez for Manuel Valdez and Will and Wellier Brayu. So okay, a couple of prospects there. But here's the key thing here: just like Trey Mancini, not only can Vasquez catch, he can play first base also. So you can put Mancini in the outfield, you can put Vasquez at first, and you keep Maldonado behind the plate, who calls a great game. This Astros team, ladies and gentlemen, is loaded. Oh, yeah. The Cardinals, by the way, while uh, the Brewers decided to trade away pitching, the Cardinals go and acquire it. They get Jose Quintana and Chris Stratton from the Pirates. Not bad. So That's Quintana, bad. by the way, in that ballpark in St. Louis where ground balls are king, want to know what he is? A ground ball specialist. He's tied for fifth place among National League starters. Then Cardinals fans will be salivating. And the Cardinals infields will be salivating for the ground ball every time it comes their way. He has a 45% ground ball rate. Wow. That's insane. Yeah, that's insane. So the Cardinals, uh, they ended up getting themselves uh, very set to take over. 
Oh, wait. So the Brewers uh, apparently made another move here. Oh, they okay. get right-handed pitcher Matt Bush from the Rangers for yeah. infielder Mark Mathias and, and, and left-handed pitcher Antoine Kelly. Yeah. Okay. Decent veteran. I mean, you know what? 2.95 ERA and 36 and two third innings pitched. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. I, I, I have a bad feeling. Brewers, Brewers did need another starter and they got it. That hater trade is going to kill the Brewers. That I hater agree. trade is going to kill them. Kill oh, them. so the Braves get more help. Robbie Grossman from the Tigers. Oh, God. Okay. Good veteran piece for the lineup. Robbie Grossman's a, a decent hitter. Uh, I know. But well, the I'm... big one, but the big one was the trade of Will Smith for Jake. Odorizzi. Yeah, to that's boost bad. that rotation. Because right now, I don't know if Soroka's coming back. I don't think you're going to get Soroka back anytime soon unless he... Well, well, uh, the, they, the Braves have made themselves a top 10 rotation in baseball with Odorizzi. And here's the scary part. Now you can move Spencer Strider to the bullpen. Yep. You have any idea now how much more dangerous the Braves got now with this? Oh, so the twins, the twins get some. Uh, you see, I don't understand teams that trade with each other that are fighting for very similar yeah. things. Like the twins acquire Jorge Lopez from oh the Orioles. God. What a piece that is for Minnesota. This guy has been having one of his best seasons of his career, throwing 99 to 100 miles an hour. And Minnesota's and biggest problem and the, and the twins biggest problem this year is they haven't been able to close games. Well, yeah. guess what? Now, Lopez now you got a legit closer. Yeah. Now you got a legit that closer. And Baltimore has a bunch of bullpen arms to replace him with, so it's not as oh, if yeah, they no, lost they that much. Do. But Baltimore is right there. They're on the cusp of a wild card spot, and you're trading these guys away. And here's the last big move before we go to break. We're letting you all know. The biggest one. The Padres acquire not just Josh Bell, but Juan Soto as well. And all they had to give up was Hosmer, Abrams, Hassel, Wood, and Susana. And Mackenzie Gore as well. Throwing that's Mackenzie it. Gore into that mix. So that's six that's for six players you gave two up. superstars. For two superstars. Do you know how much money combined is on it on uh, under guaranteed money on that Padres team? Do you know what this means? Well, Remember how we said San Diego's offense needs a professional hitter? Now they got They've one got Soto. two. And Bell. And, and Soto I told you, Hosmer was not getting the job done. And if San Diego wanted to win. He was hitting 280. He was hitting pretty good. Not home yeah. run power good, but he was, no, but he was they, hitting. But now Bell is here. He uh, is going to uh, make that lineup more dangerous. Jesus. And here's the scary part. Tatis Jr. is still waiting to come back. Wait till he comes back in that lineup. The do- and they're not too far off from the Dodgers. Uh, well, Padres Dodgers are sixty nine and thirty three. The Padres are fifty eight and forty six. The Padres are the second wild card as of right now. Padres they- are the second wild card, okay. and probably the wild card's about as high as they go. I don't see yeah. them taking the Dodgers. They do have a series with them coming up, and that's very important. They have a big series with, with these the Do- new with the additions to their lineup. Two big-time home run hitters. Now, instead of just setting the table, because that's what the Padres were always good at, was setting the table, now they can clear their plates. Now they can clear bases. Mm -hmm. This Padre team might be, this iteration of the Padre team after the trade deadline might actually be the Mm -hmm. Padre team that we've all been expecting over the past two years. But I told you, 
They were going to go out there and they were going to make moves. Well, what did another the team. Do? Well, we had another team that just made a move just now before we oh. go to break. We had one more trade that just popped up. Ooh. The Blue Jays acquired Anthony Bass and Zach Pop from the Marlins. Oh, wow. So two more bullpen arms for the Blue Jays to further boost their back end of the bullpen. And they needed that. The oh, Blue Jays lost too that. many games in the late innings. And right now, that's why they're behind 11 and a half, 12 and a half games behind the Yankees right now. That's no, they're 11 to 12. They're 11 and a half, 12 games behind the Yankees right now because the Yankees up until this point have been the best team in baseball. With all the complaining that we've done, the Yankees are, and the Mets are still in great positions. Yeah. I mean, I'm mad that they didn't bolster their rosters the way I wanted them to, but at least the Yankees made moves. Yeah. We got about how many hours? We are down to just under four hours. The trade deadline is over. If J.D. Martinez is not a Met within the next four hours. If he's not a Met, they're, they're, then what do you do? Uh, uh, then, then there will be a rant. There because will I didn't be a rant, rant on the Mets because I trusted them like a fool. I trusted them. Oh, what do you mean them. like the fool you were? You don't, like a Stevie fool. Cohen, Stevie Cohen gave you everything that the Mets could have desired in the offseason. He gave you Scherzer. Four words. He gave you Marte. Four he gave words. You Kana. Four words. Four words. What? Curse of the blow. We come back MLB top 10. Back after this. Uh, this top 10 is a little different now. This top 10 is a little different now. I'm looking at it right now. It's different. Yeah, I know it Quite is. Different. We're back to downtown sports, mouth of the south, beast of the east. Um, We'll tell you where you can hear us in the next segment. But, Beast, we got to get moving on this. It's uh, the yep. MLB top 10. Yep. And this is the updated top 10 as of right now, courtesy of our researcher, Mr. Tony Mainville, providing this for us. We go to the team that's number 10 on this list. It's the St. Louis Cardinals. 54 and 48. And of course, we talked about it just now. They acquired Quintana. Nice addition for them. I think it's a quietly, I think it's going to really stabilize that rotation for them. And Paul Goldschmidt has been leading the way. 329 average, leading the National League, leading the league in on base percentage and on OPS. 409 for OPB and 1.012 for OPS. The Cardinals, guys, slowly they do this every year. They're going to be a team. Look out for them. Number nine on our top 10. The Seattle Mariners, 55 and 49, second in the West, second wild card spot. And now you've added Luis Castillo to this rotation with Logan Gilbert, who's seventh in the Aeolian, by the way, in ERA. When Julio Rodriguez and Mitch Haniger come back to further boost this Mariner lineup, they're going to make noise. They might finally oh, really? break that 20 year curse of not making the playoffs, perhaps. Oh, really? Oh, really? But I thought they had to prove it to you. I thought they had to they prove do. it to you. When you they literally have just spent the whole last segment telling me exactly how this Luis Castillo trade isn't going to help the Mariners. Well, any. Right now, they have to get themselves into the playoffs before I can say that it worked. They will. Maybe. They still no, have... not maybe. They will. The Guardians are right behind them. They could easily pass them. Oh, but I thought they were going to make moves now. You see, you're contradicting yourself every five seconds. Oh, I'm so good at it, aren't I? I'm yeah, so great at yeah, it. Yeah, you are. Uh, yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> now, let me turn code alive. Let me help you get your head right. Please. 
do you want to know that Logan Gilbert has a better ERA than Luis Castillo right now? Right um, now. But you want to know what the biggest part of that deal is? You're wondering, because I remember when we were going through the list, we said Castillo was actually having a down year, which he is. But well, for him, um, you got ballpark him, in Cincinnati. I've said it before. You took him from a band box and you put him in a pitcher's park. Yeah. That's scary. Number eight. Number really eight shouldn't be number eight right now. It's the Milwaukee Brewers. First in the central at 57 and 45, but just recently traded Josh Hader. And what did they now, get back in return next to Zilch? Yeah. I mean, the Brewers are well, they did get a the in home runs. Yeah, you, you did get a, a piece or two there. You got Corbin Burns. Yes. Leading the National League in strikeouts. Yes. Second in ERA, 2.31. Great. And Second remember that guy. I remember that kid from the Rangers. The Brewers just picked up. Mm-hmm. We just spoke about it. You want well, to have to go back to the trade Bush, tracker. Bush, Keep going. The Matt, well, the Matt Bush trade was OK. I mean, Matt Bush is more of a reliever now than really a starter. He can be an opener a little bit for you if you want. But again, I don't know if this further makes the Brewers any more dangerous. I I'm telling you that hater trade is going to come back to hurt them. I'm telling you it's going to come back to bite them. Well, who's closing for them now? It's going to be Devin Williams who's been setting up Hater throughout the whole year. Now you're going to make that closer. Pitching, hasn't he been pitching lights out? He's wonderfully? been pitching great. But sometimes, again, you have to sometimes wonder, a guy that's been always used to the eighth inning, now you're going to put him in a closer's role, which is a lot more pressure than being a setup for the than, than setting up the closer. Now he's going to be the closer. It took David Robertson a while till he became a closer. He had to set up Rivera. He had to set up Chapman. He had to set up some of the other Yankee closers that came before him for a while before finally Robertson could establish himself as one. Let me tell you what Bush is able to do for the Brewers, just real quick. Please. Um, right now, 2.95 ERA, 36 and two-thirds inning pitch. He's ranked okay. in the 96th percentile or better in expected ERA, expected slugging barrel rate, and fastball spin rate. He's under team control until 2025. So basically, he's going to end his career as a brewer. Um, and perhaps that's the key that they're looking to put in the setup role to replace uh, Williams. We shall or see. Or a uh, possible closer. For the Brewers, I hope this move pans out. I don't know why I thought I don't know why I thought they put Matt Bush as a starter. That was silly. Well, he he had starter. He, he used to be one, but now he's kind of at the tail end of his career where now he's more of like a reliever now. He can do a little bit. He can be like an opener for you. So well, the Brewers got themselves it, instead of uh, a guy who's rigid and only has to be in the ninth inning, what the what the Brewers did was they took away the set closer role and have now pretty much said Whoever's pitching the best is going to go into the ninth inning. Closer by committee. Closer by committee. Is what I don't think that's a great idea, but we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, number seven goes. on the top. Number 10, seven. Please. Number seven are the Padres. Second in the West. Second wild card spot. And now the Padres got three times more dangerous. Adding higher on this Bell list. and Juan Soto. They should be higher on this list. Should be, but. Right now, because the Padres are so far behind the Dodgers, it's hard to put them any higher than seven, in my opinion. Maybe, uh, put them at five, maybe five at best for them, I would put them. But it depends but on who's the, ahead of them. But let's, get to the point, them. But, but let's get to the point of the Padres very quick. So now you put Bell, Soto, Machado, and eventually when Tatis Jr. comes back, look at this lineup with Cronenworth. Look at this lineup. Bell, Soto, Machado. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> And you have Joe and you have Joe Musgrove leading the rotation eight and four with a two point six five ERA. 
Yup. And you Darvish behind him. And you got you Darvish. Yep. Let's keep it. Playoff experience abound on that Padres team now. Well, by the way, the Juan Soto or Josh Bell uh, a couple of years ago uh, did a little something. Not that important. Won a World Series. Well, now let's see if they can do it here in San Diego. And now the Padres finally have players with some freaking playoff pedigree. Well, maybe some people that can help them get through the regular season grind. Number six. Number six are the Toronto Blue Jays. Like I said, the Padres are too low. They should not be number. The Blue Jays should not be number six. Blue Jays are second in the East. First wild card. They're only about 11 and a half games back of the Yanks right now. I only mean, 11 and a half games yeah, back. But they're I mean, oh, not that much. But quietly. You know, but quietly. Easy. The, the Blue Jays, you know, have, have rebounded after a rough middle of the season. They fired Charlie Montoyo at one yeah, point. They had to. And now the Blue Jays seem to have kind of righted the ship. Now they just added Anthony Bass and Zach Pop to the bullpen. Yeah. So. Alejandro Kirk, by the way, is sixth in the American League in on-base percentage. Yeah. Their catcher, pretty solid. Alec Manoa is fourth in the American League in ERA, 2.43 and a whip of 0.99. You have Jordan Romano to close games for you. We have not Vladimir talking, Guerrero Jr. Yeah, we're not even talking about Vlad Guerrero or George Springer. Or Bo Bichette. It's, it's, the Blue Jays have a scary lineup, and you just were waiting till when could the Blue Jays put it all together. And didn't I, um, even in the last segment, my God, I still keep referencing last segment. That was such a good segment. Yeah, it really was good. It really was. So, 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 you want to know something, though? Mm. Quietly, and you're right. The Yankees had, what, an 18-game lead? And the next 15, week they 16. had like a about 15, 16, a 15, 16 game lead about then the next week. It's about like a 13 game lead. And now it's an 11 and a half game lead. Well, you know, Yankees had a rough start to the second half of the break. You lost two to the Astros. You lost two to the Mets. The Blue Jays were winning about seven in a row during that stretch. So that's where they picked up that. That's where they picked those games up. So you have to keep the Blue Jays at bay if you're the Yankees. You still have some meetings with them left. So it's not over yet. You got a few Do you more know games what to concerns play against them. me. Do you know what really concerns me if I'm the Yankees? Well, the fact that the Yankees don't play well in Toronto, that's one. The Blue Jays always get or the Yankees in Boston. A hard yep. Or in, or Tampa in Bay. Baltimore. Or in Tampa. Well, mainly mainly Tampa Bay and mainly uh, Baltimore and Toronto. Uh, and I'm uh, sorry, Boston and Toronto. Baltimore, the Yanks play well there. The Yanks always well, play well in Tampa. Yeah, but um, this season it's been more uh, even. Well, the Yankees They're not have won. spanking the Orioles around like usual. The Yankees have won 13 meetings out of the 17 they've played. Yeah, usually it's more the Yankees like have played what? Yanks have uh, twelve out of twelve. Uh, twelve out of seventeen. Excuse me. Like Yankees I said, other, twelve out of seventeen. That's for the lowly Orioles. You should be, you okay, should be well, pounding the hell out of them. Well, they did pound them before the Orioles got good. That's where a lot of those wins came from. Back when the Orioles were not even this good. Yeah. Now wait. Now what's going to happen when uh, they play Baltimore? Now they only have one more meeting left with Baltimore. That's it. One Lucky more meeting them. remains, and it's at Yankee Lucky Stadium. Them. So Lucky yep. them. But yeah, the Blue Jays, you still have some games with them left. The Yankees have done okay against them this year. You have to finish okay. it off now. But now, well, number, shit. now you got to finish all number cell. Number five God. are the Atlanta Braves, 62 and 41, second in the National League East, first wild card spot. <sighs> Only three weeks. and a half games behind the Mets. In two right weeks. now, two the weeks. Braves, the Braves got a lot more deadly. Adding I Jay give Coderizzi it two to weeks. The pitch to the rotation. You have Max Fried anchoring it with a 2.580 RA. Austin Riley, by the way, just signed a 10-year deal for $212 million to stay with Atlanta, so that's going to make them even more deadly going by forward. Way, by Ozzie the way, Ozzie Albies ain't even back yet. That's the scary part. There's no Ozzie Albies yet. Wait till he comes back. Austin Riley has been playing better than Acuna Jr. Well, now you have both. Can of I just say that straight up? Austin Riley has been playing better than Acuna Jr.? 
Well, you know what? And by the way, last year was not a flash in the pan, ladies and gentlemen. And that was when you didn't have Acuna. That's when Acuna was hurt. You didn't have him last year. I give it two weeks. You give it two weeks till what? The Braves pass the Mets? Yep. You really have no hope the Mets will hold the Braves off, do you? No. No. None. Because last year when the Mets had to grom all year long, everybody else in the lineup was hitting like trash and uh, they didn't do anything. And uh, now this year, we're starting to see a little bit of the diseases that came up from last year. Well, speaking of the Mets, number four on our top 10 is the Mets. They should be number five. They should be number five. They did nothing in the trade deadline to improve themselves. The the, the Mets at four makes sense. The Mets have been winning important games that they have to win. Yes, beating up have. the Marlins. I mean, beating up the Nationals, which you're supposed to do. The yes, are getting two out hits. Something yes. no other team in the league does. And then we converted. Yeah, yeah, we we keep talking about that. Please do not talk. Start talking to me about how good Edwin Diaz is, because the last time we did that as a as Met fans, we started praising Edwin Diaz. We were calling him the main part of the Cano deal. He has 84 strikeouts in 41 and two-third innings. Did you know yeah, that? that's, that kind of reminds me of his first away. season. That kind okay, of reminds then, me of his first season as a Back mad. then, maybe he wasn't comfortable pitching in New York then, and maybe he had to get acclimated, get a little adjusted to it, because New York is not like playing in Seattle. The New York Mets is not like are, playing uh, in Milwaukee. Oh the Met fan does not trust Edwin Diaz. And I'm going to tell he's you straight up. He's blowing hitters away. Have you watched him? He's unhittable. trust him. Yeah, how can the Met fan trust Edwin Diaz in a big spot? You have. What Buck big Showalter spot is he bidding make- yet? Yeah. You know how many times? You know why he struggled a lot the last year? Because we were using him a little too much. Managers didn't know. Okay, Edwin Diaz needs to pitch in the ninth inning. I'm not throwing him out there for six outs to get multiple inning saves. Buck Showalter realized that. Showalter shows up. He pitches less innings and he's more effective. I get it. Great. I want to see what Edwin Diaz will do in a big spot. Now, big spots coming up. Any game you have with Atlanta. And that's nine games you have with them left. Nine games. And in those nine games, I think the Braves and the Mets number. Well, I'm sorry. The Braves offense is better. The Mets it and Braves have basically been back and forth with one another. Nobody's really run away with the meetings matchup this year. No, they have ahead, but barely, barely. Yeah, but barely because remember the Mets did kind of spank them around earlier in the year when they were on that when they were on that streak where they looked like they were the best team in the history of baseball and completely unstoppable. Now you see the chinks in the armor. To be honest, the Braves should be ahead of the Mets right now because the Braves made moves at the deadlines that it helped their team and the Mets. Got Vogelback. Yeah, well, the rest of the Met line. Vogelback. That's the big freaking move. Vogelback. Well, the Mets have so far been able to keep things ahead. And you know what? Suddenly, the rest of the Met lineup is starting to heat up. Lindor is starting to heat up finally and playing (sighs) like the Lindor we we know. Alonzo doing what he does. That's what you want, right? Thank you very much. You know, you calmed me down when you said Lindor is finally starting to play well. And he is. Curve. He's been carrying the team the last few yes, games. He has. Yes, he That's has. That's what you want to see, right? That you know, is what I want to see for my $300 million player. You're right. I still don't think the Mets are as good as the Braves. When the Mets would have been full roster, beginning of the year, beginning of the year, when we assumed DeGrom was starting the year off with the Mets, I picked the Braves to win the division. And I picked them to win the division because I feel from top to bottom, they're a better team. The Mets are going to have Scherzer, to Pat Scherzer, their rotation is scary. 
I'm talking the Mets rotation is scary and they're not scary in a way that, you know, other teams are scared of them. They're scary in the way that you're going to have a heart attack and you're one injury away from disaster in the bottom three uh, part of the rotation. Carrasco hasn't been that good. Bassett's come okay. back down Carrasco's to earth. has been okay. Bassett's been serviceable. He doesn't have to Bassett, be perfect. No, Bassett has come back down to earth and he pitched very poorly in the month of July. Okay. Well, you're going to have on Walker still doing his thing. Well, Bassett's going to pitch tomorrow. So look, he's pitching what? 3.83 ERA is not terrible. His Seven. ERA was like about a month, about a month ago, like half, less than a month ago. Lower, about yeah. half lower than that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Pitchers go through a little slump. It happens. Some pitchers go through a few bad stretches. That's normal. Okay. DeGrom is going to make his return to the mound tonight. He'll be on a pitch limit tonight. If DeGrom just, goes, if, if we see even a hint of the old DeGrom, oh, that's going to be in. I hope so. Because that's what every Met fan has been banking on as proof that they're going to win the division. Mm-hmm. As well, when DeGrom comes back, when DeGrom comes back, when DeGrom comes back. Do you want this starting to sound like to me? When Severino comes back, when Severino comes back, when Severino comes back, you know what? Um, if I'm the Mets, I think Jacob DeGrom pitches for another team next year. I think he does. I don't think he's remaining a Met. I really don't think the and I and to be honest, I don't think the Mets want him to. And the Mets might have to go out there and maybe get another. Well, you know, it's not the worst thing. You have Peterson, you can just slide Peterson right in there, and you have Taiwan Walker, Peterson, Scherzer, no asset. No, then the Mets would have to go out. The Mets would have to go out and get another big name free agent pitcher. But maybe they get Castillo. Maybe they get Castillo if the if the Mariners decide not to keep him. The Mariners have him for another year after this year. This is why I was so pissed off that the Yankees didn't get him. Instead, they got a rental. Mm. Well, we'll see what happens. You spent mad prospects to get a rental when you could have spent mad prospects to get a guy that's under team control for the next year. Stupid. Mm. Stupid. But well, then again, it's Brian Cash from what the hell do we expect? Well, and now the top move. three. I need to go into the top three because oh, I swear to God, what is this? Well, I mean, what is this? You're not happy. What with is this? Number three on the top ten. A team that should honestly, truthfully, be number one right now. The Strohs. Yep. And let's let me tell you why. Trey Mancini and Christian Vasquez. Now, uh, Verlander's going to win 20 games with a 1.81 ERA. Jordan Alvarez on base percentage of 415, OPS of 1.081. Scary. And they keep winning games and winning games. And even though the Mariners have played very well. Houston Houston won 12 out of the 19 meetings. Well, Houston... Well, Houston's done with playing the Mariners for the rest of the year. They won 12 of the 19 games they played against them this year. Yeah, that's it. I mean, uh, there's your division right there. And there's the separation of the division right there. Yeah. Well, when the Houston Astros get going, they're extremely dangerous. People at teams have seen it. The Mets have experienced it, for God's sakes. So couldn't win one game. Couldn't win one. Yankees at least. So the Yankees. And by yeah. the way, so the Dodgers. Yeah. yeah. So once again, why aren't they one? When they've proven that they could, when they've proven that they can manhandle the other four teams, because right now five. the Astros, because right now the Astros do not have the best record in baseball right now. They're three games back of the Yankees for the best record in baseball since they are number this. two on this top ten. So there goes that excuse. Number Aaron two Judge, is the Yankees. Number yeah. two are the Yankees. They dropped down from one to number two now. 
Well, no, we I believe we did have the Astros at one at some point, did we not? Oh, no, I was saying we should have had the Astros at one for the past two weeks. Um, Aaron Judge, 43, Aaron Judge, my God, 43 homers. Yeah, insane. I have a question. Insane. I I don't want to, I because I don't want to jinx it. Then maybe don't say it. No, I'm going to say it. Because this might be the last year you guys have him in a Yankees uniform, you know, before he puts on uh, the orange and blue and goes to Queens. Oh, I just I I, I don't see him in the Yankees. I, I can't see it. I oh, cannot I can. see it. I, I can. I can't. The, the Mets would because if Cashman lets him go, the Mets would give him five hundred million dollars. Nobody would go. blame if Cashman lets him go. You will Brian see Cashman torches won't. and you will see torches and pitchforks. You will see. Seats get ripped out. You will see the field get ripped up. You thought what happened in Chicago at the disco era was bad when they were throwing the disco balls and disco CDs and records onto the field at, following a game. Especially now that your dreams of Juan Soto have died in San Diego. Um, My God, 93 RBIs, 89 runs scored, 680 slugging percentage. They're second in team ERA and 3.18. But here's the problem with that. And I, I actually agree with the Yankees being two. Yeah. I do. I do. Um, they, not, they haven't been playing as well of late. Severino so, on the IL is going to raise that ERA up quite a bit. Yep. Losing my And I'm sorry, Montas is not a replacement. He's not. Severino's well, we, better. We got to see when Montas makes his first Yankees start, which should be against Castillo Wednesday. I'll be curious to see what Montas Ain't will do. that play. a damn bunch of freaking irony right there? Ain't that a damn bit of irony right there? Castillo versus Montas, the guy you should have got versus the pile of poo you have. And I'm not saying Montas is a pile of poo. He's a good pitcher. And if Castillo were not in the trade market, I'd be very happy with that move. I'm not not going to hate. Change that. Montas uh, Montas is going to have to wait until a little later. It's going to be Cole against Castillo for Wednesday's game, not Montas. The Yanks are not going to throw Montas out there that quick. I thought they would, honestly. I thought maybe we would see him in a during this series. But well, I guess thank not. God Thanks Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone aren't that stupid to put the guy that you got against the guy that you should have got. But I, the Yankees, <laughs> but the Yankees are facing the meat of the of the Mariners' rotation over these final two games tonight. Logan Gilbert against Jamison Tyone, and tomorrow is Colin Castillo. Ugh. Two very important games. The Yankees need to win. Two very important games that show you can Seattle actually be that team that shocks the Yankees in the first round and knocks them out. Number one, obviously, well, not obviously to me, they should honestly be the third team is the Dodgers. Freddie Freeman and lead is what second in the National League at this point. Batting average behind Goldie, just behind Goldie. PS of nine point uh, nine four five. Gonsolin is just my god. Twelve and one. Oh, he finally got a loss. He finally got a loss. Yeah, yeah. And of course, he got touched up in the All Star game, which is why the National League uh, didn't win again. You know what? If you're if you're a Dodger fan and you saw Gonsolin blow it up during the All Star game, you were cheering for every run Gonsolin gave up. You know why? Because he wasn't going to give it up. In your game, he had his screw up bad game at the All Star game. That that he a, couldn't follow Clayton Kershaw. He couldn't follow in Kershaw's. But Kershaw started that game. That's the sad thing about it. Kershaw started this game. 
And Tony Gonsolin couldn't do his part. And Gonsolin started the up. game. Why should Gonsolin have started the game when Clayton Kershaw is the heart and soul of that of that Dodgers baseball team? Well, look, it doesn't matter at this point. Clayton Kershaw is doing really well. Um, let's see. And by the way, another move just got made. The Dodgers okay. just did one. Joey Gallo is going to L.A. What? Yes, sirree. The Dodgers have acquired Joey Gallo from the Yanks. For what? Did we get a bag of baseballs? What did we get? Uh, don't see what what was included in the deal. Just they got Gallo, and that's it. So, I mean, what were the Yankees going to give up for him? Really, exactly, right? Uh, 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 wait, yeah, we managed to get rid of Joey Gallo, but we didn't just yep. get rid of Joey Gallo. We put him on another team. Yeah, I'll be curious how the Dodgers utilize him. You see him. what happens when I yell at people? They that do what happen. they're supposed to do. I'll be very curious to see. And in fact, uh, the Dodgers have to play the Mets in City Field towards the end of this month. So that's yeah. going to be very interesting as well. That is going to be interesting. We're going to find out who the real best team in the National League yeah. is. Yeah. As for the Yankees. Well, if, the, uh, well, if that's if the Braves don't freaking pass the Mets before the end of the month. Well, anyway. as for the Yankees, yeah. They're going to see the Mariners again right after facing the Cardinals in St. Louis. So this is going to be a very interesting stretch that they're going to have coming up. Yeah. The here, Dodgers will see the Mets at the end of August. And it doesn't get any easier for them. The Padres are going to be over the weekend. You play the Twins for a couple games. The Brewers come in. You have to go to Milwaukee, play seven games with the Brewers for a stretch. And then you end the month with the Mets. Well, and they play the Padres at the end of the year, at the end of September. They're going to well, see the Padres. We're going to see if the Dodgers can really hold up. We're going to right see now they're in the firm Dodgers control of the West. They're in firm control. The Padres yeah, are not are. even close. They are. They're in firm control of the West. You're absolutely right. Let's see if they can hold it through that month stretch where. San Diego is probably going to start rattling off wins. I I think San Diego with the lineup right now going a nine ten well, game winning streak real easy. Choke away big games like he tends to do. You Darvis better that is not true. choke. That is true. That is true. And with that, that's going to conclude this edition of Downtown Sports. I want to thank our statistician Chris Dillard for providing us with our MLB trade deadline updates. I want to thank Tony Mainville for providing us with our MLB top ten. You can listen to downtown sports on 19 different platforms we are on anchor breaker spotify radio public overcast pocket casts google podcasts apple podcasts Castbox, bullhorn podbay listen notes podcast addict verbal castro.fm stitcher audible amazon music and podvine rants episodes digital market battle specials every single week we are downtown sports and we are where sports come home before we wrap i want to say Thank you, and good luck to our former producer, Girl Friday, Tanya Williams. She is moving on to newer heights, new projects, and looking to further her career in what she does. Tanya, you've done tremendous for us in the time you've been with us. Always an honor to have you, and you're always welcome here in the Downtown Sports family. For Mal, I am the Beast of the East, Jonathan Pariente, saying goodbye. <laughs>